Hello and welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Glad to be here. Glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please feel free to share it with all your friends. This episode, Sports Takes with Trey and TK. That's right. Trey Blossman will join me in just a little bit. We'll talk about the NFL. Going to have more playoff teams this year. Also, some other NFL notes, including the NFL Draft. LSU, lots of LSU football, the lack of spring practice in college football for the Tigers, lots of LSU stuff, lots of NFL stuff for you on this episode of Sports Takes with Trey and TK. Now, don't forget, also this week, Chin Music, our Major League Baseball update with Rick Robinson and myself. That'll be publicized on Wednesday. Chin Music will update you on what's happening with Major League Baseball and the pandemic sweeping across our nation. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be joined by Trey Blossman. Sports Takes with Trey and TK right here on Talking Sports with TK. Stay tuned. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We continue with Talking Sports with TK. Sports takes. Trey Blotsman will join me in just a second. We're going to kick some topics around, mainly the NFL. As we mentioned last week, the sports world pretty much in a holding pattern, not necessarily the NFL. So we got some thoughts on that, as well as Trey's got some stuff on college football, which gets closer every day, as we know. Anyway, we're going to have some fun today with sports takes, and we hope you'll share this podcast with all of your friends. Without any further ado, we say good afternoon to Trey Blossman. Trey, how are you today? Doing fine, Tommy. Doing fine. Glad to hear that. As I mentioned, the NFL is moving forward. In fact, the owners are having their annual meetings uh, this week, all via conference call and phone or Skype or Zoom or whatever uh, because of the, the pandemic. But they did vote today to put 14 teams in the playoffs as opposed to 12 which means there will only be one bye at each conference, and then there'll be three games with the other six teams in each conference. So 14 instead of 12. If you want to back it up, that means last year the Rams and the Steelers would have also made the playoffs under this new format, but they didn't make it last uh, year. Uh, I, my thoughts on it, and then obviously we'll turn to you. You know, Back in the mid-90s when baseball added a wild-card team to put more teams in the playoffs, I was not a fan of it when I first heard about it. But in time, I became a fan of, of it because I saw that it kept some the level of interest in some teams up high deeper into the season or even to the end of the season. So what I think this will have the same effect on the NFL that you know, you're going to have seven teams getting a playoff spot instead of six, which is going to keep that thing open down the stretch for some other teams and their fans to all be interested and do all of that stuff. So I think in the big picture, it'll be good uh, for the NFL, and that will go into effect this year. Well, you know, uh, I have mixed feelings about it, Tommy. You mentioned that Last year, we would have added the Steelers and the Rams to the playoffs. The Rams 
may have been a playoff-worthy team. The Pittsburgh Steelers without Ben, with Mason Rudolph or Devlin Duck Hodges at quarterback, were not a playoff team. So if you just look back to last season, there you have a mixed bag right there. Uh, Interestingly, Kansas City, who won the championship, would not have had a bye in the first round. That's the big difference here is only one team, the team with the best record in each conference, gets the bye, not two. Uh, Last year in the uh, AFC, obviously, Baltimore would have had to buy, but Kansas City would have had to host the Pittsburgh Steelers. Probably doesn't impact anything, and they probably win the championship again. But uh, it it certainly changes the, the playing field a little bit. Well, and you know, the idea of a losing team gets in the playoffs doesn't sit well with most people. You know, and we, we've seen that at the high school level in Louisiana, We, you know, with what they've done. And I don't want to get into that right now. You know, the thought of a five and seven college football team in a bowl game that they had to do a few years ago to fill all the bowl slots. You know, then they went to their academic standing or whatever. You know, that that's that's the little uncomfortable thing. So by adding two more teams, you're going to give a higher chance of a seven and nine or I guess when they play 17 games or you know, uh, a, you know, a seven and 10 or, or an eight and nine team getting into the playoffs. And th- that rankles a few people, but, uh, you know, the other end of that coin would be, well, if they're that bad, they're going to be eliminated in the first game, but you know, you, there's no guarantee of that. So I, I think we need to let it, let us see it for a couple of years, let it play out and, and see how it goes and, and make a better um, idea on what, whether we think it's good or bad, but I think that extra interest, in other words, if you were a Rams or a Steelers fan last year, you know, you had more reason to be excited and, and look forward to going forward and maybe getting a playoff game or anything like that. So, um, you know, we'll have to check on that in time. Well, you know, the, the good part of it is that the weekend of the first round in the NFL playoffs, you're going to get three games Saturday and three games Sunday instead of two each day. That's a plus. That's obviously good for TV and ratings. We'll we'll see what happens. I I feel bad for that second place team that doesn't get to buy though. Well, and they did say something about using Monday night for a playoff game if they can figure out that that team would you know clearly not have to turn around and play on Saturday that they'd have to play the next Sunday. But I, I don't I don't know the math on that. I don't, I, I, I don't either, Tommy. That, that's but I did. I read, read that somewhere that, that, you know, that that might be something they look at. I'm not saying they're going to do it, but uh, I, and I don't know if that works logistically for a lot of reasons. But, you know, the NFL is continuing forward. They will have their NFL draft a little over three weeks from now, April 23 to 25. It's going to be a virtual thing all done with technology, the internet, Zoom and Skype and and text messaging and FaceTime and all that. But the draft's very important. LSU's going to have a lot of guys go in the first couple of rounds, five or six in the first round, could have up to eight or nine in the first two rounds. Uh, so it's going to be big for LSU. And then, of course, the New Orleans Saints, they, you know, they've got some needs as well. So these teams are getting ready for this NFL draft. And I don't want to hear all this stuff, these GMs that are saying, oh, we can't get ready without interviewing the guys. Hey, if you're a GM of an NFL team, figure it out. And Well, you know, look, every team is in the same situation. So uh, 
maybe there are a few more mistakes made in this draft because you didn't. But there mistakes made. But the mistakes are made in every draft. Every time Ed Orgeron or any college football coach signs 25 kids, there's going to be five, six, seven of them that don't pan out for whatever the reason. You know, well, NFL draft. I mean, Tom Brady was the 199th player picked, and he may end up being the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. So, you know, you have mistakes with the draft, and you make the key point, Trey. All teams are playing by, quote, unquote, the same set of rules here. So it's not like teams on the East Coast can interview players and guys on the West Coast can't. Everybody supposed to be under the same rules, and to the best of my knowledge, they are. Yeah, well, like you said, we'll 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 see what happens with it. I'm looking forward to the draft. As you know, I uh, I look at a lot of mock drafts. I, I listen to what a lot of people have to say. The one Tiger who's really shooting up the boards right now is appears to be Lloyd Cushenberry. Yeah, yeah, and uh, what a fine kid. His high school coach and I are very good friends. He played at at Dutchtown for Benny Sayer. Uh, right there in Ascension Parish, just to the southeast of Baton Rouge. And and other people who know Lloyd, a good friend of mine played high school baseball against Lloyd's father in Ascension Parish, said he's just a down-home good kid from a good family. And uh, he has, you know, he has shot up. His stock has elevated a lot coming into this draft. There there are people thinking he could go in the second round. Uh, Yeah, and I I had seen – the wishful thinking was third or fourth, and now they've pushed him up into the second and uh, is rated as the second or third best interior offensive lineman being center or guard. Uh, and certainly he, he's produced on the field. He's got the smarts. We know that. And he's got the physical size and strength. I think he's going to be a solid NFL player. Speaking of the NFL, we made men- I made mention of Tom Brady a minute or two ago. It's been revealed now that he will wear number 12 uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wide receiver Chris Godwin will change to 14. I had read where Godwin had wore number 12 in his three years at Penn State and his entire NFL career. Was, you know, it was his kind of number. But to his credit, he said, hey, if Tom Brady wants number 12, I think I need to give it to him. I mean, he's the greatest of all time. So he will switch, and I'm sure Brady will take care of him in, in some way, shape, or form, as they've been known to do in pro sports when people give up numbers like that. There's lots of stories about that. But uh, Tom Brady will wear number 12 for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, good for Godwin for giving it up without reaching any financial agreement with Brady. Uh, Brady should be number 12. <laughs> That's all there is to it. Well, and his, his company is called TB12. So, you know, and he's already filed a, a trademark uh, request for a trademark on 12 by 12, which is something else he wants to market and like he needs more money or something. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, anyway. So, so that's it with uh, Tom Brady. And, again, we'll keep an eye on the New Orleans Saints and this NFL draft, how it affects LSU and the other Louisiana schools as we go forward. We're visiting with Trey Blossman. This is Sports Takes. We appreciate you listening to our podcast, and please share it with your friends. Trey, you got some things you want to mention about college football. Well, you know, Tommy, I've been thinking about the cancellation of spring practice. And I've mentioned it before here on the podcast, but uh, and really, really thinking about it, I, I feel like teams that are going to be breaking in new starting quarterbacks are at very much of a disadvantage with no spring practice. 
Clemson with Trevor Lawrence, he's going to be ready to play. Let's hope Miles Brennan is ready to play. But Miles Brennan could have used 20 practices this spring. He really could have used those practices working with his wide receivers, being the man, just developing the mindset of I'm the man. And uh, I think he's going to have a good season, but I would feel better about his prospects, which reflect on the directly reflect on the prospects for the Tigers if he had those 20 practices. Well, and LSU really needed spring practice because of all the talent they have lost, the talent that has to be replaced. Miles Brennan, as you mentioned, there's also several new coaches on the coaching staff. You know, and I always believe, you know, spring practice, when you got those new coaches on the staff, that's a great time for the coaches to learn the players and the players to learn the coaches. You know, some of the little ins and outs and some things we might not ever find out about, but it's all part of being a team. So, uh, but it, it goes back to what we said about the NFL. Nobody's having spring practice. That you know, you would think that doesn't mean anybody gets a jump. Yeah, Clemson with Trevor Lawrence. Obviously, he's got the experience versus Miles Brennan. You know, or, or whoever's going to quarterback at a lot of other schools that have to replace these guys that are going into the NFL. But you know, that that's just going to be part of it. You know, as they always say, it's, it's not about what happens to you; it's what do you do about it. So, what does Ed Orgeron and his staff and these players do about it? And when they can begin working out under the guise of the coach. I'm sure they're being asked to do things uh, on their own right now. And I'm going to guess most all of them are, if not all of them, but that'll be a challenge for coach. O whenever he can get these guys together, whether that's for a meeting, whether to go over film uh, or, you know, hopefully they start fall practice on or about August the 1st. Now the SEC did approve a couple hours a week of teleconferencing where they can do some instruction and, and playbook stuff and, and film grading stuff with players and coaches all through the modern world of technology. So you're going to get a little bit of that, but to your point, that would be nothing like having those, those 15 or so workouts at spring practice. Yeah, well, and you know, in LSU's case, in addition to Miles Brennan, we had a number of early enrollees in school, would have been practicing this spring, and two of those guys are projected starters, Elias Ricks at cornerback and Eric Gilbert at tight end. Those are other guys that really could have benefited from some spring practice. They're going to be making the jump directly from high school to the SEC West. Hello, uh, a few practices couldn't have hurt. <laughs> uh, absolutely. And, you know, and I think, I don't know this, but I think I read somewhere, obviously we all have a lot of time to read now. You know, when they get this, if, if fall camp opens, let's just say August 1st or, or late July, you know, they may allow for more practices because there was no spring practice. There'll be restrictions on hitting and wearing pads and how many times a day you can work out. But uh, you may see something across the board, not just for LSU, but for all schools, uh, of where you can get some extra workout time in or meeting time in as opposed to the rules that were laid down last August. So, you know, everybody's trying to do what they can. We saw yesterday the NCAA voted to give all the spring sport athletes another year of eligibility, not just the seniors, everybody. That's going to have a ton of unintended consequences, even reaching into kids who are high school seniors now who might have got a scholarship offer and now they might not. There's a lot of things there. And as Scott Woodward, the AD of LSU, said, it's going to be very expensive, but it's worth it. And what I like about it is it's the NCAA 
doing something for the student athlete. Yeah, but it does not include basketball. No, it does not. Because they, they, they're saying they got the, more than half of their season in. So it's, you know, it's baseball, softball, and the other spring sports that, you know, I don't even have it on my fingertips now. But I know there's some other sports that are golf. And there's some other sports that are involved. Trey, you got any closing comments here on sports takes? Yeah, Tommy, I do. And also relative to college football. And uh, no surprise here, the odds to win the national championship for 2020-21 season are out. Clemson with Trevor Lawrence, as we said, he doesn't need spring practice. Uh, Their first, plus 225. Ohio State also with the returning starter at quarterback, plus 400. Bama, plus 500. Georgia, 800. LSU is fifth at plus 1,000. Interestingly, that's with a new quarterback. Last year with Joe Burrow returning, at this point in time, LSU was plus 2,400. So uh, not getting near the return if you play the Tigers to win the national championship this year that you would have gotten if you made the same bet at this point in time last year. Again, Clemson, Ohio State, Bama, Georgia, LSU, the top five. The next grouping, Oklahoma, Florida, Auburn, and Oregon are tied. And then Texas A&M, Texas, and Penn State come in in the next slot tied. A lot of traditional powers, as you would figure, Tommy. Well, and that means the wise guys think like I do, that there's a lot of talent on this LSU football team. I thought that last summer, which is one of the reasons when, you know, I got lucky and picked them to go 12 and 0. I did a podcast before the season started, as you know, because I think that, that there was a lot more talent on that team than some people thought. Well, there's, there's, I still think there's a lot of talent on the LSU football team. They're not high, household names like Justin Jefferson and Joe Burrow and Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Grant Delpit and Caleb on Chase. On it. We, they're not names that we know right now like we knew knew them. But I got to believe if Ed Orgeron and the staff gave a guy a helmet, they're a pretty darn good football player. Uh, you know that. And some guys are going to explode on the scene. And, Tommy, if you're going to have a good program – year in and year out, you have to have guys, redshirt juniors who haven't really played a lot, step up and step into a spot and play. And uh, a guy I'm really looking forward to seeing more of, and I've mentioned this before, is Micah Baskerville. Uh, That guy has shown a flash that he's a real playmaker, and we're going to need some new playmakers because we're losing a whole bunch of them on both sides of the football. Yeah, and people are going to get reminded of that during the NFL draft, too. Not just the first couple of rounds, but on through the draft. Trey Blossman, uh, you do like everybody else. Stay home, be safe, and listen to our leaders so we can get past this pandemic situation sooner the better. Uh, There's a lot of unknown. Things are changing uh, every day, every hour. So uh, do what they ask you to do. I think that'll help. Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying my best to do what I can. I have left the house mostly every day, Tommy, but I have not gotten out of my car since a week ago Sunday. So it's been nine days since I actually got out of my car when I left the house. I I go to the drive up at the bank, uh, drive up and get coffee, and I come home. Now, 
I probably need to hit the Walgreens and the Rouses at some point in time this week, but uh, probably not today. I've got some eggs. I've got food I can eat tonight, so I'm not desperate for that. But I'll be cautious when I go in. I'll probably wear gloves. I'll probably uh, use hand sanitizer as soon as I get back to my car after throwing those gloves in the trash can outside the store, and then I'll turn around and come home. Well, I'm doing my part as well, and we encourage everybody to do that. So hopefully we can get on the other side of this thing real soon. Trey, you have a wonderful day. We'll whip up another podcast in the near future. Thank you, Tommy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.